Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today's Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020, and this is episode number 18. Today I want to talk about virtual security and protection, protecting your online identity and preventing your information from being stolen and used against you or or you know maybe maybe your bank account information stripped and all of your money taken in the night as it were i want to start off with what i believe are the different levels of online protection i think i believe the way i look at it there's three levels of it the first is protecting your financial information that is a must if nothing else you have to protect your online financial information level number 2 is your personal information anything that's personally identifiable um protecting yourself from tracking cookies and things of that nature and then the third level and most people will never go to this level is attempting to erase yourself online basically where you may still access the internet but there's no way for you to be tracked or identified or any of your information mined from your computer so starting off with the the first level that is financial information now we all like to shop online i love shopping online probably far too much i probably buy too much stuff online but I would way rather buy something online than going to the actual store because the store is crowded with people. You can't find the stuff you need half the time. It's rarely for the price that you want to pay for it. And people are rude and the store associates are not helpful. So I buy online. But when you buy things online, you have to put your debit card information or your bank account information out there. And when you do that, if somebody is watching your, if somebody is tracking you online, hackers can get that information. Whether they take the information directly from your connection or whether they hack the institution that you bought something from and they steal your financial information from there, there's ways that they can get that and go spend all of your money. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the one who spends my money. I don't want somebody else spending my money. So the first thing that I would do to protect my financial information online is to never put it online in the first place. If you're going to shop online, I would start with using a credit card. Now, I'm not a proponent of credit cards because most people are not responsible enough with their shopping habits to not rack up a huge bill that they then can't pay. And when that happens, you start racking up the interest and pretty soon you have yourself in a huge financial hole. And we're trying to stay out of financial trouble. So, But the first thing I would do is, if you're responsible enough to properly use a credit card, is to use that credit card when you're shopping online. And then just log in and go ahead and pay that off right away. So use the credit card information. If you don't have a credit card, you don't want to get a credit card, the second thing that I would try, and this is what I personally do, is to use a virtual credit card. Now, I use privacy.com, and you can log in, and you put your bank account information in there, and what you'll do is when you're ready to make a purchase online, 
you go to privacy.com and hit create a new card and it will create a virtual credit card and then you enter that information into the website where you're purchasing something from and it processes it the same as it would a normal credit card. I find this a lot more secure because you're only ever putting your personal financial information, whether that's a bank account or debit card, you're only ever putting that in one place rather than all these different merchants. So that's the first thing that I do in protecting my financial information online. Kind of along those same lines is protecting your passwords online. Now, if you're like me at one point, I couldn't remember my passwords. So for every single new login that I created, I used the same password. I had the same email address and password combination. And that is not secure because once somebody can figure out password on one website, they're going to go and try that password on another website. And that is how a lot of people have gotten their information stolen, their financial information stolen. They've had bank accounts wiped out. So you want to use a password manager. Now, I know this can also be dangerous because if the password manager is hacked, then all of your passwords are taken rather than just one. So there is some... uh I do have some questions there about how secure a password manager is. But basically what this does is it you can use that password manager to create extremely secure passwords. I have mine set up to when it creates a password for me, it it is a 40 character password using letters and numbers and and capital letters and lowercase letters and special characters and it is a string of characters that I could never remember. And if I had to write it down manually in a, if like if I was saving that in a book and then I'd have to go back and type it in, it would take me several minutes to to get that all typed in manually. But the password manager will save your password for each login that you create. Then when you go back to log in, you just type your password into the password manager, like your master password. And it will automatically fill in the login and password for you. So it's it's a lot simpler and a lot more secure than having the same six-character password on every single website. The second level of protecting yourself online, your online privacy, is your personal information, your personally identifiable information. Now, I don't know if you've had this experience. Imagine... If you've been online more than twice, that you have searched for an item online. And before you know it, you start seeing advertisements pop up for that very same item. And the reason this can happen is because websites will place what's called a tracking cookie on your computer. And what that allows them to do is to see everywhere you go online and they know the things that you're looking at and they start sending you advertisements for those items. The way that you can get around this, at least partially, is if you use Firefox or Opera browser, they have an option in there to stop tracking cookies, where you can basically, it won't entirely eliminate it, but it will at least send a do not track message to the websites that you visit. It's not 100% effective, but it, it's better than nothing at all. 
Along with that, Facebook is one of the worst at, well, one of the best, I should say, at tracking every single thing you do online. But there is an add-on or a plug-in for Firefox browser, and it is called Facebook Container. I just discovered this recently, so I now use it. But what it does is it basically puts Facebook in a box and does not let it track everywhere you go online. I find that highly valuable. That way Facebook does not get all of my information. I like that. I like to keep my information to me, not to the tech giants. So use it. Download that and use it. There's another level of online privacy. And most people won't go this far, but that has to do with the world of virtual private networks, or you've probably heard the term VPN, and also using an alternate operating system. Now, most people are familiar with Windows or Apple or the um, the iOS, as it's called, the Apple operating system that comes on their computers. Windows is a Microsoft product. iOS is an Apple product, which we've already established. But both of those also track what you do online. They want to sell you advertisements as well. They collect all your information so they can know everything about you. Basically, they're creating an online uh, persona of you. Of Or they can look online and say, this person likes this type of thing, and they can serve you advertisements to try to get you to buy more stuff. They're squeezing a rock to, for blood, you know. You, you've, heard the, uh, you've heard that analogy. They want to squeeze everything out of you that they can. You are the product to these people. And so what you can do to mitigate that somewhat is to use a virtual private network. Opera browser has a built-in VPN and it takes a little bit of digging to activate it and to use it and to remember to use it every time you open up your web browser. What I mentioned about different operating systems, there's one called Tails. Basically, you download a, a virtual operating system onto a flash drive and anytime you go to a different computer, you can plug that flash drive in, boot the computer, and it'll boot from that operating system. And it's a lot more secure, and it hides your information a lot better than, say, a Windows or the Apple operating system does. On top of that, you can be using the Tor network, which is a lot more secure than just a normal VPN. It acts, from my understanding, a lot the same as a regular VPN but even better. So those are some of the things that you can do to protect some of your information online. I'm not, the, uh, I'm not tech savvy enough to completely hide everything that I do online, to be completely secure, because I get ads all the time that are things that I've looked up. So I know they have a dossier of me online. I think that's how you say that, dossier. They know the things that I'm interested in, and they serve me ads based on that, and it drives me crazy. But until I figure out how to completely eliminate myself online, I'll continue to get those. Which of these methods do you use to protect yourself online? How do you go about hiding your information, or at least keeping back as much of your personal information as you can. What are some of the steps that you've taken for yourself? Let me know. Send an email to 
ken at constructiveliberty.com. I'd love to know what it is that you do. Or if you need help taking some of the steps that I've talked about today, you know, you can search that online and find tutorials, but sometimes it helps to have a real life person walk you through that. So if you're interested, I can help you out with that. Just send me an email, ken at constructiveliberty.com. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Go to iTunes or Apple Google Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave me a rating and a review. I'd really appreciate that. That helps expand our reach and attract new listeners. And I'm, I'm looking to grow the podcast. I know I need to do more outreach. That's something that I struggle with. I'm like, if I build it, they will come. But, you know, I'm working on building it. I'm, I'm hoping my product is getting a little better. The product being the podcast. And I hope y'all do enjoy it. If you find any value in it, like I said, send me an email, ken at constructiveliberty.com. Look me up on MeWe and Parlor. I'm also on Facebook, but I don't do a lot of interacting there. MeWe and Parlor is where it's at. So look me up on there, Ken Esh, and go out and do good work and protect yourself online. <laughs>